welcome back to Grace Talks, a Christian's women's podcast that studies the Bible, the women in it, and applies it to our lives today. In a world without elevators, about how many flights of stairs do you think you could make it up to in a really tall building? Because at some point, your legs are going to feel like jelly and your thighs are just going to refuse to push you up another step. In a world without planes and cars, about how far up into the mountains do you think that you could make it before you needed to rest? If you've built up the muscles for it, you can make it pretty far. But regardless of how much you've trained, there comes a point where our human bodies have limits on what they can do on their own without outside help or resources. If it hasn't been clear to you from listening to these podcasts from the last year and a half or so, I've experienced a lot of spiritual growth and a lot of highs and lows, a lot of changes in my life and transitions, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. But in all of this, it's never felt like I've reached the top of that really tall building or the top of my mountain. And I don't think I ever will until the day that I get to stand on the Lord's holy mountain and meet with him face to face. But through all of the hills and the valleys that I've been traveling through, there's always been one constant or two, I guess. If I attempt anything in my own strength, I don't move anywhere. If anything, I slip, trip, stumble, and lose progress. Do you, do you know how frustrating it is to do your absolute best and it's still not even close to being enough? I'm sure you have to, because I know I'm not alone in that. And then on the flip side of the coin, when I drop my pride long enough to trust God to handle my life, I'm often moved in ways that I don't expect to be, or I'm placed far up on the path that I was, for a, for a place on that path that I was fighting to get to. And all it took was for me to stop kicking against God's guidance. So for this month's devotional, there is a verse that practically jumped off of the page at me, found in Psalm 61. And so I'm just going to read all of Psalm 61. It's pretty short and then jump into what really stuck out to me. It says, hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you, God, have heard my vows, and you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life, his years for many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect him. Then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. Okay, verses two through four are what are so good. So let's go ahead and start out with the verse that I knew I wanted to talk about. I call as my heart grows faint, lead me to the rock higher than I. Lead me to the rock higher than I. In 2 Corinthians 12, the Lord tells Paul, who is facing torment at the time, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Paul's response is to say, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Though my heart grows faint, though I am weak, I can call out to Jesus to lead me to the rock that is higher than I, because his strength and goodness is glorified in my shortcomings. Now, there's so many ways that I can meditate on this one verse. And as I was writing them down more, we're just just kept coming. So the first one is going back to my mountain analogy. At the base of the mountain, 
How much of the view can you see? Not much of a view with that vantage point. The only thing that I would probably see is how difficult the journey up looks. But I can call out, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Give me a new perspective. Open my eyes to what you see, God. When you're up high, you can look around and you can see the greater picture. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So do you want to be led to a higher perspective? Read God's word. Let it soak in your mind and in your heart and let the Holy Spirit bubble up inside of you and learn new things from maybe even the same stories and verses you've already heard and read about. The word of God is living and active and it is our guide, it is our light, and it's our higher vantage point to see what God sees, hear what God hears, what he wants us to hear and live out a higher calling for our lives, which leads me into meditation number two. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus loves us so much that he was willing to die for us at our most broken selves. He also loves us too much to leave us broken and living in our broken ways. He's calling us, he's, he's been calling me deeply to be refined into someone higher than I am. My flesh is faint. My flesh is weak, embarrassingly weak but I can call out to Jesus to lead me to the rock higher than I. The Holy Spirit lives within us to grow fruits in our lives that aren't of our own labor. In Deuteronomy 6.11, the Lord is telling the Israelites who are about to enter the promised land that they will inherit houses filled with all kinds of good things they did not provide, wells they did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that they did not plant, that they will be able to eat and be satisfied off of. So, you can try to climb a few hundred stories without an elevator. Let me know how far up you get. But if you humble yourself and you ask the Holy Spirit to step in and refine your life, you will inherit peace that you did not have to provide for yourself, forgiveness and freedom that you did not earn, and a love that you could never be able to fully fathom or comprehend. You will reap satisfaction from your life from seeds that you did not plant or water, and you'll be able to reach the heavens from the rock that you are placed on. Meditation number three, do you know who is our rock, capital R, our firm foundation? Jesus. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 says, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Jesus is the rock higher than I, the cornerstone. Jesus is the stability of the whole structure of our salvation. And while we could never climb to the heavens on our own, not by works or by our own goodness or by our own strength, Jesus came down to us. He gave his life, his death, and his spirit for us. His Holy Spirit lifts us to him. And Jesus' sacrifice opens the door for us to enter into the presence of our maker. He is so good. He is our refuge. Like what we talked about in February's devotional, when Jesus calls Peter to step out of the boat and walk on water, the waves cause him fear and he begins to sink. And it's a lack of faith. When I step out of the boat, I can trust Jesus. And if the waves are threatening to crest over and fall upon me, I can cry out to the Lord, even as my heart grows faint with fear. 
and he can place me on solid ground to a refuge higher than the waves can crash over. Verses three and four of the Psalm now, (laughs) it says, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. Strong tower, right? Up high. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. What better place to be than in the shelter of his wings? I want to read the following chapter of Psalms now in Psalm 62 that comes right after. It says, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Surely the lowborn are but a breath, the highborn are but a lie. If weighted on a balance, they are nothing. Together, they are only a breath. Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. Verse 4 says, surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. Every time you are perched on the rock higher than yourself, the enemy has a goal and it is to knock you off of it, to knock you down low. So keep really special focus on what this verse says. It says the enemy will topple you from your vantage point with lies, lies about who God is, about who you are, about who others are. And what your job is to do is to combat the lies with truth. Some core truths that I wrote down that I feel like are really necessary to faith. God is good. Jesus is the only way to receive salvation. If he lives in you, you are forgiven and righteous in the eyes of the Lord. Jesus will one day return. You are never alone. The Lord deserves priority in your life. And you are called to love others, even those that you see as unlovable. Verse six says, truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. If an earthquake happened right now underneath your feet, you'd shake as well, right? Everything around you would shake. Pictures might fall off the walls. The floors and walls may crack. Trees may even topple over. Not so with your spirit. Unshakable foundations lead to unshakable children of God. But if you place anything else under your feet, Money, relationships, health, status, influence, power, beauty, anything. You're setting yourself up. You're setting your soul up for quaking and shaking because those idols do not make for unshakable foundations. They fluctuate more than the tides. A firm foundation is built on God's unfailing love. Verses 11 through 12 says, one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God, and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. And you reward everyone according to what they have done. So final takeaways from these awesome two chapters of Psalms. We are weak and limited. We could only climb up so far to reach towards God. And it was never and will never and would never be enough. 
God is power and he is limitless. He came to us and continues to lift us up towards him. James 4, 8 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. True. But he came near us first. He wants you. He is waiting to guide your feet and lead you to himself, the rock that we could never climb to on our own. So let's go ahead and pray about it. Jesus, thank you for being the rock that is higher than I. Thank you for being a God who desires to guide us, who draws near to us, who draws us near to him when we could not do it in our own strength. Lord, I pray for those of us who are feeling overwhelmed, God, who are feeling exhausted, whose motivation is not enough to get us where we intend to go, where you desire for us to go. God, I pray that you fill us up with your spirit, that we can rely on you, that we can count on you as a refuge, as a place of rest, as a strong tower against our enemies. And our enemies are not just people of this world. In fact, they aren't the people of this world. God, I pray that you keep us safe from the lies of the enemy so that he cannot topple us low. God, I pray that you keep us safe from the stumbling blocks that he would put in our way. God, lead us to yourself so that we can be more like you. So that we can have a closer intimacy with you. Jesus, we love you and we thank you that you provide us with the promised land, that you provide us with heaven and with relationship to you, even though we did not earn it, even though we did not plant or water the seeds, but you provide us with the harvest to reap of all of the fruits of the spirit and also of just your unfailing and unending love and mercy towards us. God, I pray that we do not become complacent in our sins, but God, that you, that your love drives us to want to look more like you, to look more like our King. God, I pray that you bring about refining and revival in our lives so that we can come to a place of satisfaction and contentment and joy that can only be found in you and through you. God, we love you and we praise you and it's in your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, as for additional readings, Deuteronomy 32, 4, Psalm 18, 27, and 65, Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, John 8, 12, John 15, 5, and 1 Peter 2, 4. So thank you for joining in as God is teaching me new things. Feel free to reach out on any of my social media platforms if you have questions, you want to talk, or you have a prayer request. Other than that, just remember that God loves you. I love you. You are important. You have worth, and you have a purpose. I'm signing off. See you.